Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Connor, and you're listening to Film Talks. And this week, I'll be talking about which actor I think is better, Tom Cruise or Will Smith. I love the responses that I got this week, so I'll for sure be touching upon them, because they're, they're pretty wonderful, to be honest. I love the reasonings. I'm going to quote people. It's going to be great. But first, let me explain, right, the, the, the origin of this question. This topic stems from a, a YouTube video I made that hopefully becomes lost to the wind because it was my first foray into a film talk-like episode, and let's just say uh, I wasn't necessarily pleased with how it turned out. But with nonetheless, right, within this video, I broke down Will Smith's career and uh, whether or not he was a box office star. And basically, I, I felt that Will Smith for sure had the ability to uh, be a box office star, but he he wasn't consistent with his film choice to be uh, my 100% bet for an enjoyable film. And uh, so naturally, I, I, I'm a Tom Cruise kind of guy. It led me to think of, hey, where does Tom Cruise stand? You know, he's been in the industry for forever, and I think... If anybody is consistent in terms of the movies he chooses, it's Tom Cruise. Um, despite you know he has a cup, he's had an occasional dud. But uh, I, I thought you know I figured I, I would love to compare both of these you know both well-known superstar actors and see who I think is more of a sure bet for an enjoyable film, thus crowning them the official Film Talks acting champion, so to speak, for this episode, I guess. Um, uh, but first, let me quote some of you, right? You, you all, utilizing my Facebook page and uh, my Instagram page, uh, I, I think it was the most commented post I've put up yet. So I feel like I have to address some of these things because some of them are pretty good and I think it'll help me springboard off of into uh, pretty good ideas that'll help direct this debate conversation, I guess you could say. So uh, I'll start with the Facebook comments first. My Aunt Shelly, um, she, she said both Tom Cruise and Will Smith were quote-unquote deliciously handsome However, Will Smith is funnier, therefore better. So that's that was a vote for Will Smith as the, the better of the two. Uh, my Aunt Beth Turner also chose Will Smith because of, uh, as she stated it, how Tom treated his ex-wife, Katie Holmes. Um, I know specifically my mom did not like the way uh, Tom Cruise handled his, his marriage with Nicole Kidman. However... Katie Holmes was brought up quite frequently. Nicole Kidman, not so much. So maybe a disproportionate amount of people who who like Katie Holmes compared to Nicole Kidman. Interesting. I did not. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have anticipated it. Let's just say that. Um, we also have uh, Dan, our frequent commenter and my college roommate or former college roommate. Uh, I believe he sided with Will Smith. He didn't completely go in one side or the other. But, uh, because he, he kind of said, you know, Will Smith has the After Earth movie that was pretty bad, but Tom Cruise had the Mummy reboot, and I don't think even anybody saw that one. Uh, so, and, and plus, 
it, being that Tom Cruise is so into his career, he probably should have known better before picking a movie like that. So, demerit for Tom. Dan's going Will Smith. Then, to round it off, I had two more Facebook posts. One from my Aunt Nikki, who chose Tom not for personal life reasons, but because he had some great hits in her childhood. And, you know, what do we know about movies? But they're, they're kind of, they're fueled by our love for the art. And sometimes that trumps anything else. And then for our last Facebook comment, we had Daniel Barnes, who chose Will Smith because of Cruz's affiliation with Scientology. Scientology just, just ruined it all for him. So that was Facebook. Let's let's go on to Instagram, right? So I, I received a couple. I received one from my high school friend Mishler, who said Will Smith was better quoting his range, which is a very interesting thing to bring up, uh, being that Will Smith went from Men in Black to Pursuit of Happiness, shown some shown some good acting range, going from a hard drama to a buddy cop comedy. Uh, my dad chose Tom claiming it was due to him having more successful films. That's up for debate, but uh, Tom has had a pretty good career, and he's in a pretty exclusive crowd. I think his his films have grossed 10, 10 billion, maybe. I think it probably 10 billion, um, and not many actors can say that. Then uh, we have my mom, who chose Will Smith because he is funny, musical and emotionally authentic whereas tom plays the role of maverick from from top gun and he basically plays that character in every role he plays again quoting that that range but also bringing up that personal life a little bit uh then for my last commenter on instagram we have rachel misabek who also chose will smith again because of his range and tom cruise's seeming lack of range so, I just want to say thank you to all who commented. They're all fun to read, and I think you provide interesting points to uh, help me make a decision on this matter. And it's always great to to create a dialogue. It's a lot easier than just, you know, talking. It's nice to have other people's opinions, even though, you know, some might say, oh, you know, if you don't have other people's opinions, they can't disagree with you. I understand that, but... It also gets, you know, it can get a little lonely. You know what I'm saying? So thank you to for commenting. So to start, I feel I must establish, right, how much power a superstar actor, which Will Smith and Tom Cruise are un- undoubtedly are, uh, how much power these actors have in regards to the success of a movie, right? I-, I really believe that a studio markets a movie typically based on either the story the actors, or the directors, right? So, like, a movie marketed on story would be like Harry Potter. You weren't necessarily going, especially the first one, but even later on, you weren't necessarily going because of Daniel Radcliffe. You were going because of the story, which is Harry Potter. Um, It's kind of why you see things like Marvel, uh, big franchises typically, where they'll continue on, even without the original cast. Same thing with Star Wars, like that kind of thing. Uh, a movie, de- um, uh, sorry, a movie marketed on an actor would be something like Phantom Thread, 
which is a, a, a Daniel Day-Lewis movie. Um, and just uh, and and then a, a movie marketed on a director would be like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is a Tarantino movie. In all three cases, the reasons why they had any kind of success was because of what they were marketed on, right? Which is why I mentioned Phantom Thread is a Daniel Day-Lewis movie, because without him, probably no one is going to see this movie. Because uh, the plot is, it's just a guy making clothes, right? So, like, I'm sure people would see it. Like, there's going to be, like, people will see everything. But it, it was literally marketed as the Daniel Day-Lewis movie. Like, I, I, I can remember the commercials and all that because it, I don't know if he is going to stay true to this. But when this movie was coming out, Daniel Day-Lewis was saying, this is going to be my last feature film. So, like, all over the posters it was going, see Phantom Thread, Daniel Day-Lewis's last feature film. And uh, it got me to see it, at least. Uh, the movie is weird. Um, it was artsy. So it was kind of what I was expecting, but also not at all. Um, I think my mom saw it too. She can attest it's, it's, it's odd. I don't even want to spoil it. If you want to see it, go see it and you can talk to me about it after. Just, I don't even know. Um, so following this logic, when it comes to the greatness of Tom Cruise and Will Smith, the question must be asked, how good are they at selling their movies, right? Because if you have these superstar actors, most likely the movies are going to be, the, the success of the movie is going to rely on the actor because they're going to sell the movie using this actor. Like, let's be honest. If you're making a movie with a superstar actor, why wouldn't you? Like, if you, if you had a big filmmaker, you're going to use the filmmaker. If you have this big story, you're going to use the story. It's like, um... I would compare it to the, the Joker movie that just came out. Like, if they dropped the Joker title, less people would be interested in it. But because you have the title of the Joker, people are interested in that character, and they're going to go see it. Um, I think very infrequently do we see um, a situation where a filmmaker and a star are both good, and they kind of, like fight over whose movie it is like uh like inception stars leonardo dicaprio but it's a it's a christopher nolan movie and i feel like that's what it's marketed as like nobody's like gonna be like let's see this it's a leonardo dicaprio movie they're gonna say it's a christopher nolan movie because it it better defines the whole feeling of the film uh so back to our two primary actors. After looking at their filmography, in Will Smith's case, after the success of uh, Independence Day in 1996, there is not a single movie I found that he starred in that did not use him or his co-star as the marketing point. Besides possibly Suicide Squad and Aladdin. Suicide Squad because, um, obviously it's a DC property. And I feel like with those superhero movies, there's an element where you're like, oh... I, I like Will Smith, but most people who are going to see this DC superhero movie, they're going to see it because they like DC movies. Uh, uh, although Aladdin, I think you could argue, did he did use him a lot in the marketing? I'd probably chalk it up as a wash because, like, I think uh, the, the name of Aladdin is just as marketable as Will Smith's and... 
maybe it was either equal in terms of the amount of people who went for Will Smith and the amount of people who went for Aladdin, but probably it uh, went on the side of Aladdin. But, you know, uh, we'll chalk it up as a wash. Um, Tom Cruise, on the other hand, has had the pleasure to work with many legendary directors. Like, I was actually surprised when I looked it up. Uh, you have Stanley Kubrick, you have Spielberg, Paul Thomas Anderson, J.J. Abrams, and John Woo. Holy crap, we're, we're bringing up John Woo, we're name-dropping name dropping John Woo. Nobody expected this in this episode, guaranteed. Uh, the only directors who seemed to be ahead of him in marketing was probably uh, Kubrick for the Eyes Wide Shut movie, because I definitely feel like it's known as a Kubrick movie. Uh, it wasn't a very good film, and I don't feel like every, like people necessarily liked it. And for that reason, I think it was probably because it definitely didn't feel like a Tom Cruise movie or a Nicole Kidman movie. It was just that weird Kubrick style. So I'd attribute that movie to Kubrick. But beyond that film, Tom Cruise seemed to be the thing in his movies that uh, was being marketed. Topping even Spielberg, like War of the Worlds. I think Tom Cruise is more impactful in that movie than Spielberg. Like, honestly. In regards to the story... Uh, the only thing I can think of that precedes Tom Cruise's involvement in the picture is Mission Impossible. Obviously, because Mission Impossible was a TV show, which they then turned into a motion picture with Tom Cruise, and then it took off to basically becoming the Tom Cruise and Friends adventures. Um, and that is really uh, the reason why I think uh, Tom Cruise was marketed more than the actual story of Mission Impossible. Like, at this point, like, maybe for the first movie, but at this point, you're not going to see the Mission Impossible story. You're going to see Tom Cruise. It's like, it's like if they released a Die Hard movie, it's a Bruce Willis movie. You're going to see Bruce Willis. Um, same thing with Mission Impossible. You're going to see Tom Cruise. Uh, you, you want to see him do those cool stunts and all that stuff. So, using this info... I found Tom Cruise has been in close to twice the amount of movies Will Smith has been in and has worked with l f like far more legendary directors. I, I can't even get into like how, how big some of these directors are. Um, and he's, he's really only taken a backseat to one of them. And I think that's impressive. However, if I go back to my comments section, I must be reminded many people chose Will Smith and one of the reasons was because of Tom Cruise's personal life, which when it comes to marketability, that, that does matter. Like, I, I can't deny that if, if you're selling something like Papa John's, but then you tell me that the owner of Papa John's is racist, that kind of, that affects the sale of Papa, Papa John's because the marketability is lower, but it has nothing to do with the pizza. And yet, you know, it affects things. So, Tom Cruise has had messy familial problems. Whether it's with his ex-wife Nicole Kidman, his ex-wife Katie Holmes, whether it's not being able to see his daughter um, taken, or or when it's taken the kids away from Nicole Kidman and 
you know, filling their heads with craziness, and we can't leave out the involvement with Scientology, which I won't get into because it's, it's nuts. However, I did see one of the Churches of Scientology in Florida. Pretty cool. It's like, these buildings are like huge, and they're like ornate. It's kind of awesome. Anyways, I think what's off-putting with Tom is that he maintains this immense positive attitude that even Emily Blunt talks about during press releases for Edge of Tomorrow uh, that, that can kind of come off as off-putting because it seems unnatural, right? Like, nobody's, like, that positive. Like, he's, he's, he's got so much energy, and it just comes off as fake because just nobody believes that you can be that positive. Maybe he is. Who knows? But it comes off as kind of a facade. Um... Like any celebrity, he leads a messy life, maybe more likely messier than most, but he, he always sees himself in these hero roles, trying to appear larger than life. Uh, so, you know, you kind of get that, you know, in real life, he's a messy person, but in the movies, he's he's an all-star. Of course, he'd choose those roles. So people are going to look down on that. Will Smith, on the other hand, takes the, the opposite approach, right? He chooses to be himself in both his films and reality, which creates the idea of an audience, uh, creates the idea in an audience that after watching a film you, of his, you pretty much know what kind of guy he is. He's just more likable than Tom, seems to care more about people, all that stuff. Uh, I think in regard to personal, personal life, Will Smith wins, right? Tom Cruise just does too much dirty laundry, no matter how professional he is on set, uh, or his his offset craziness just it puts him over the edge. I, I can't even like be make an argument for it. Like he's just he's he's crazy. I can't deny it. Um, I might also point out during the period where Tom received most of his backlash publicly, right, because of his public life and the Katie Holmes fiasco and all that, was when he started really bombing in the box office, right? Like, he's had some duds recently. It was kind of weird. Like, he's on this huge hot streak starting in the 80s. He's killing it, killing it, killing it. Then he gets to the 2010s and, like, crap happens. He was in that musical Rock of Ages where he was, like, freaking weird. Like, he was doing drugs and having sex and all that stuff and singing, and well, which, by the way, my one of my roommates in college was like, "Oh, anybody can sing. Tom Cruise can sing." What? I don't even know what that means. Like, Rock of Ages was not good. Tom Cruise singing was bearable, maybe, but whatever. Then you have the Mummy reboot. Terrible. Like I tried watching it, couldn't even get past like the, the first thirty minutes. Um, he had the American Made movie. I don't even remember what it's about. I didn't see it. Then they had the Oblivion movie where he's like, uh, has clones of himself and it's a post-apocalyptic against robots. Uh, I saw it. It was okay. Uh, not great though. Um, but he is back on the rise again after the release of Edge of Tomorrow. Then, uh, Top Gun 2 is coming out and we have, of course, the never-ending Mission Impossible movies. So he, he is getting back into a groove as I also think that the, the public image is kind of settling. I don't think he's done public crazy things in a while. Uh, so as of now, Tom Cruise has been the top marketing point for more movies than Will Smith. 
but Will has a cleaner public image, right? I think that's where we stand. I don't think you can necessarily deny that. Uh, so this leads us to another argument my commenters had for Will Smith, and that was his range, right? He starred in a successful buddy cop movie with Men in Black, uh, but he, he also starred in a successful drama with The Pursuit of Happiness. I do agree Will Smith, over his career, has tried to branch out to many different varieties of film. Whereas Tom Cruise has played mostly dramatic or action films with him as the golden boy hero. It's, it's like fact. Like you go to see a Tom Cruise movie, you're gonna see Tom Cruise as the golden boy hero. It's, it just is. But here's my criticism of Will Smith. He, he just thinks he has more range than he does, right? Uh, again, his filmography is diverse, of course. One day he's playing a sharpshooting mercenary with Harley Quinn. The next day he's a, he's a blue genie. Tom Cruise would never in a million years be seen playing in movies like Aladdin or Hancock or Hitch because he literally cannot play those characters. But Will Smith can get a little carried away with himself, right? It leads him to movies like After Earth, Concussion, Collateral Beauty, where he believes he really can play any role, but even even he is limited. Like, I think that's a normal thing for any actor. Like, even somebody like him, who, who, who's shown he has range, um, there, there is always a limit. Like, unless... You are literally Daniel Day-Lewis. But even Daniel Day-Lewis, like, you don't see him doing like all these comedies everywhere. So like, I, I think even Daniel Day-Lewis had a specific range. Um, but After Earth, Concussion, and Collateral Beauty, those are three movies that were, were sold as Will Smith movies. But they flopped because in reality, they just had Will Smith, but he, he wasn't able to elevate the film to a Will Smith level of quality. And when you're marketing a movie as, go see this movie, because it's a Will Smith movie, uh, that, that's, that's got to be a demerit on your record, honestly. And, and that's the pressure that's, that's on actors. When I see a movie for an actor, it's because I expect the film to feel like uh, said actor's film. Ironically, I think the movies Gemini Man and Focus are kind of Tom Cruise movies, just with Will Smith in the leading role. Um, I've, I've already admitted Tom Cruise kind of plays the same roles where he's this, you know, that golden boy hero who, who probably plays dirty and all that stuff, but he gets the end, res end result he so desires no matter the odds, right? And in Focus and Gemini Man, that's basically how these films are meant to go. Um, Gemini Man is kind of like a looper... Like, they kind of just copied Looper. And I think, like, that one had Will Smith as, like, a hitman, but, like, a really good hitman. And, you know, he's very serious. Um, Focus is kind of the same thing. He's kind of like, you know, that mercenary-type uh, spy kind of character. Just very Tom Cruise-like things um, that are kind of serious, kind of super heroic, not really meant to have many jokes and these movies didn't do very well and I have no doubt in my mind if Tom Cruise was in Focus or Gemini Man 
he could probably elevate it because he's able to make most any movie he is in a Tom Cruise movie. Like, take the, the Collateral movie that came out a little while ago, where, again, Tom Cruise is, is a hitman, and his co-star is Jamie Foxx, who's the comedic relief, but uh, Tom Cruise is kind of facing off against Jamie Foxx after a certain point. Um, Tom Cruise is doing his Tom Cruise thing. And even if you think the movie is, is a little boring... You can still get that, your fill of Tom Cruise energy from this movie. And that's really what I want out of a movie based on a, uh, an actor, is I want to feel like I've seen this actor's usual type of film. Uh, I, I believe this is why Tom Cruise has had so much success beyond franchises, right? And, and I think that can't be understated like having success in the acting business without relying as much on franchises is a big thing like take robert downey jr take iron man away the success isn't there like he, he had a, he had a budding career but then every solo movie he's had since was hasn't been very good um, which tells me you know I, he he needs iron man maybe a little more than iron man needs him but i don't know whatever uh but so so like tom cruise has been in franchises like he's he has the jack reacher franchise mission impossible and now top gun has become a franchise but in terms of solo movies like his his solo movies are like crazy he has risky business jerry Maguire, the last samurai minority report a few good men he had rain man he has the ability to make his movies feel like tom cruise movies without being the director or the story writer and it's that's exactly what you want can he have duds yes like i said his 2010s are real shoddy the mummy was so bad i thought my eyes were bleeding like i was like yelling i'm pretty sure dan my roommate was in the room when i was watching this and i just like i called it quits because i was just like this is so boring it was just bad but for the, uh, for the better part of four decades, he has proven he can add his Tom Cruise flavor to elevate almost any film he's in. Again, this is why I believe Mission Impossible is nothing without Tom Cruise. First off, because no other actor would ever get the clearance to do the stunts this man does, allowing first directors to limit their CG usage, leading to gorgeous shots. Like, this dude's jumping out of planes. He's holding on to planes he's doing all this crazy stuff and like no other actor would have the ability to do this so the fact that he can allows for his directors to do a lot more interesting things with the camera work and all that stuff but also i think it's because no one has that tom cruise spice to his films right uh i i, I can bring up like keanu reeves i think they both have a way of entering a film and and like boom it's it's their kind of film it's a keanu reeves film like the matrix is is maybe a little different because i think the wachowskis are very much like a part of that vibe but you look at john wick you look at all these things like you you, you expect something out of keanu reeves or even even easier um look at a vin diesel movie or something like that like there's certain actors you get what you get and that's what you get and, that, and I, sometimes that's nice to know at least what you're expecting. 
And I think Tom Cruise does that on a level that's way above somebody like a Vin Diesel. Um, is Tom Cruise an amazing actor like Daniel Day-Lewis or Meryl Streep? Heck to the no is what I'll say to that. He knows his lane, right? Tom Cruise is an action drama movie guy, and he probably will never in his life win an Oscar. Although, he has been nominated for two with Jerry Maguire in Born on the Fourth of July. So, like, he, he has shown the ability to get to that level, but that was early in his career, and I feel like at this point, he doesn't give a crap about that stuff. Will Smith, on the other hand, has probably a better potential to get to that great level due to his range, as seen in stuff like The Pursuit of Happiness, Happiness and Ali, of which uh, he was nominated for an Academy Award for both. So he can act at a high level and can act under different kinds of roles, whether it's the Chosen One storyline in I Am Legend or iRobot, or it could be as a teacher role with Hitch or Aladdin. He can do the underdog hero like Men in Black or Independence Day. He can play a drama, action, comedy, all with Will, with that Will Smith flavor, right? The trick is he hasn't gotten his combination right yet. He's still slipping up with his movies and and then returning to franchises to, to get that firm ground to then go back to solo movies. Like he... Like, like, he gets a lot of success, and then he goes out, and he's like, oh, I can do all these movies. And then he's like, oh, maybe I can't. And he goes back to his franchises. And then he goes back out, and he's like, oh, maybe I can do it. No, 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 no. Back back to the franchise. Like, he finishes Men in Black, finishes Independence Day. And he's like, hey, I'm going to go do The Legend of Bagger Vance in Wild Wild West. Uh, That didn't work. And then he was like, you know... I'm going to do I Am Legend and Pursuit of Happiness. Ooh, those are good movies. Okay. Hmm. How about now I act in the Netflix movie Bright and the concussion movie that no one's going to see and the NFL is going to try to boycott the whole time. Has Will Smith shown the potential to be better than Tom Cruise? Yes. Com definitely. He, he has a likable public image. He has range. But when I see a movie because of an actor, I want a movie that has been heightened by said actor. And Tom Cruise, to me, seems to have done that more frequently than Will Smith. I will concede that Tom Cruise elevates a very particular type of film. And said Tom Cruise energy that he channels to heighten his films can be off-putting to those who do not like Tom Cruise as a person. Right? So, like... As I've been saying throughout this episode, Tom Cruise elevates his movies, but it's also a specific genre of film, and he does it in a specific Tom Cruise way. So if you just don't like Tom Cruise, or you don't like that energy he brings, then of course you're going to say, well, he doesn't elevate it. It's just crap film. You're just going to, you're not going to like it either way. So that's, of course, that's where the artistic opinion comes into play. Do you just not like that type of movie? That is completely fine. Uh, but let's let's take something that maybe is a little out of uh, the realm of a typical Tom Cruise movie, like Jerry Maguire. It's less action drama and more romantic drama. Very different from most of his films, but very well received. Still, 
despite his performance, it's the same style of acting he uses in Mission Impossible or Edge of Tomorrow. It will always be the same, and no matter what, if you don't like his style, the genre will not change your mind. Like, even if it's romance, action, drama, which he has been, he's even been in Tropic Thunder, he's done comedies, but it's always going to be Tom Cruise, even if, like in the case of Tropic Thunder, most people didn't even know it was Tom Cruise. But once you do, you cannot forget it because it's 100% Tom Cruise because like the energy everything so overall I really would in my opinion right put Tom above Will Smith just because I like Tom Cruise style movies I think it's very interesting to think of how much influence an actor has on a movie their personal image can affect the success of a movie, how well they can act can affect the success of a movie, and how their style of acting elevates a film can also affect the success of a movie. But end of the day, what do I always say, but films are meant to be art. I just said this. We all aren't meant to like the same type of films. I really think if Will Smith, though, starts to understand his range, he could bring a powerful energy that even, like, Denzel Washington can't compete with because I think even like Denzel Washington great actor but even he is like his his range is a little limited in terms of the the roles he's trying to touch and all that stuff Will Smith has the level of comedy that I think Denzel Washington can't even get to Denzel Washington I think he he hits action drama but Will Smith has the comedic touch even if he's playing a dangerous mercenary he can bring that comedy, and that's something I may have never seen before with any other actor that I can really think of that hits those three marks that well. Um, but if I were to like sum up who Will Smith as an actor is and who Tom Cruise as an actor is, I think Will Smith's current style is very unique, right? I don't think there's any actor who acts like Will Smith, but it's a little reckless. He, he, he likes to, you know, try a bunch of things and see if they stick whereas Tom Cruise he can feel a bit tired but that's just because he's consistent with his style typically or almost all the time he just is Tom Cruise and he sticks with that love him or hate him that's who he is and I think that's why you're going to see a lot more people like Will Smith because you know I think people tend to applaud those those people who go out there and try new things but from my point of view, the way Tom Cruise does his movies, uh, I just like it. Like, there's there's a sense of peace I get from just watching a movie, kind of knowing what to expect. Um, but I also understand, like, I'm not going to watch a bunch of Tom Cruise movies in a row, because then I'll just be like, I'm watching the same thing over and over again. But um, But that's all I got for this episode. So thank you to those who tuned in. Feel free to follow me on my Instagram or uh, my Facebook page at film.talksofficial. And next week's episode is going to be a slightly different format because I will be having my first guest on. Woo! Uh, my, co- my old college roomie Dan is going to be joining me. Hopefully we're able to figure this out. But uh, we'll be recording it uh, this coming Saturday. And we'll be discussing our top two favorite Christopher Nolan films, among other things. Most, I think we're going to try to keep it local to Christopher Nolan stuff. So feel free to give us suggestions on what we should discuss, whether uh, 
it's you believe that he has poorly written female characters that have brought in in my brought up in my fridging episode maybe you think he's bad at female characters or maybe you think he's overrated like maybe you know <laughs> i don't think this but maybe you think his movies are kind of bad or maybe they're boring uh, maybe you think his actors are carrying his work or maybe um, his brother jonathan jonathan nolan uh, he started working on westworld some of uh, Christopher Nolan's earlier work was with his brother, but his latest work hasn't been with his brother. So maybe you notice that difference and you think Jonathan Nolan is actually better than Christopher Nolan. That's maybe a hot take. Um, whatever you feel uh, is worth talking about. Send in your replies to my Instagram or my Facebook, and I guess me and Dan will hope to uh, hear your replies. Till then, have a great week.